empty. We are now back. Part two of like, I well, I guess this isn't the MCU love letter part two. This is just more like me talking about my feelings about Avengers Endgame. Like, finally, I need to talk about it on here because you know I need, I love talking to you guys. Um, I want to start off by saying this is a spoilerific review. Um, so, and like the whole, this is the whole episode. So if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, exit now. It's a super spoiler filled review. Like it's just me basically talking about the whole movie. So, um, I feel like that's like, you know, a good enough warning. Um, a little bit of housekeeping. Okay, I'm not even going to start with that. Housekeeping. Hey, I guess the the new, um, like, adverts for Batwoman on the CW are out. It looks pretty cool, the teasers. I haven't seen any trailers or anything. Um, it just kind of reminds me that I have, like, totally been off my game at, with the CW shows. Because I love, like, the Arrowverse. Um, but this season, um, because when the season started, I was in Texas and, like, the timing was weird. Like, I just could never watch the shows. I missed, like, a good chunk of, like, the first half of the season. But then I couldn't find, like, the beginning episodes. Total. Basically, what I ended up doing is I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna avoid spoilers the whole season. And when the season is done and it's on, um either Netflix or Hulu in its entirety, then I'll sit down and I'll catch up on what's been happening. So yeah, Batwoman, um, played by Ruby Rose, is going to be coming out, um, I believe in the fall, so that should be really cool. Um, that's like a major thing, because Batwoman is a lesbian, so like, so it'll be really cool to have like an openly, um, you know, like, lesbian superhero on the CW. I've said it before, not on here, but I've said it before. Yo, the CW does wonders for diversity. Like, people need to take note from the freaking CW, brah. Because, um, you know, for those of you guys who have followed me since, like, Snapchat... I've said it before, the CW, they're just really good about diversity. And I love the way they do it. Because, like, you know, I've said it about, like, the way that they'll do, like, like interracial relationships, um, like, LGBTQ relationships. Like, they don't really, like, super call attention to that. You know, like, they really normalize it, which I appreciate. It's like, yeah, you know, that's cool. Thank you, CW. Um, so yeah, CW, Making Strides for World Peace, who would have known? Um, so I'm excited for Batwoman. Um, fun fact, I didn't know Ruby Rose was Australian. (laughs) It's the Australian invasion, I'm telling you. Also, I keep wanting to call her Ruby Rod. And I'm just like, Corbin Dallas! And I'm just like, that's not the same person. Um, 
Alright, guys. And on another note for housekeeping, <sighs> let's talk about Robert Pattinson. The news just came out today, yesterday, whenever it was. Um, that Robert Pattinson has been selected to play a younger Batman in whatever reboot of Batman they're on now. Just throw the whole uh, MCU, throw the whole DCU away. Just scrap the entire thing at this point. Like... I think they already, like, what, like, were recasting Deadshot, you know, now they recast the Joker, they recast, or I don't know if that Joker, if the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is supposed to be, like, I don't know if that's supposed to be the same Suicide Squad timeline, are they just making that an alternate timeline, I don't know really what's going on with that, right, because I'm not keeping up. Because as you guys know, I don't like trailers. So I just like avoid all like the information. But like the D and I've said it before too. And I think I said it last episode with the DCU. They do not have have not had enough vision to put in the work to construct to do the world building that was necessary to get the MCU to where it is today you know whatever uh, like whether you agree or not <laughs> I don't know usually a lot of the things I say are pretty uh, opinion based I would say this is a fact this is a fact like the DCU is just like not doing it and it's so crazy because the DCU in my opinion has better source material the DCU has great animated movies but their live action films just they cannot get it right. Um and really the indication should have been that they for like the Justice League movie, I mean we knew before Justice League that this was not gonna be, you know, the greatest franchise, right? But it's like my dogs <laughs> When they chose to, or not chose, when, because, you know, Zack Snyder had, like, his family situation. He had to leave the movie, right? But then they brought in Joss Whedon, of all people. I like Joss Whedon. Don't get me wrong. I really like Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon gave us Avengers, gave us Avengers Age of Ultron, which, you know, for better or for worse, whatever. But... But, like, his style is completely different from Zack Snyder's. So, it was just, like, a really weird movie. Like, definitely felt like it was by two different directors. So, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that. I am here to talk about Avengers Endgame. Um, hold on to your hats. Uh, cause there's this movie, it's a three hour movie. It's three hours where it's a solid material. Okay. Um, and to kind of speak to the whole thing that I was saying about like how like the DCU like doesn't have like the vision. Let me tell you something. Okay. Kevin Feige, Feige, which I just, 
learned like a few days ago that I've been saying his name wrong for a very long time. Um, Kevin Feige is like literally like the person who has had like the most ambitious like answer to where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> um, you know, he had that vision. He had that vision that over this, you know, over, over like a few years, he wanted to build this like, you know, cinematic universe and do it in levels and just release all these movies leading up to Endgame, which is so crazy. Like, like, I don't have, or I do, I mean, I guess I have an answer to people if they ask me, where do you see yourself in 10 years? But, man, like, Kevin Feige definitely topped all of us with that one. Um, yeah, like, you know, it's a solid movie. And it's funny, because, like, I love listening to other reviews and whatever, and, um... Basically, like, a lot of the reviews I've been listening to, it's like, like, we're all kind of on the same page. Like, man, it's really hard to review this movie, like, in, like, a general way. So it's just easier to go kind of, like, go through the movie, talk about it, and do it that way. Because just because this movie has so much, like jam-packed and like not in a bad way but there's like so many different things and like I know for me I have bad memory like literally maybe the most accurate like version of me reviewing this movie will come once the movie's like out on blu-ray and I can sit down at home on my couch with like a pen and a pad and just like write notes because there's so much in this movie to talk about um Amen. Let's, you know, let's let's jump right into it. Um, here we are. Ten years. $21.8 billion later. 22 movies later. We've got Avengers Endgame. Once again, I'm going to go ahead and emphasize. This is, this review has many spoilers. I'm going to spoil the entire movie. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want it to be spoiled, please, you know, come back next week for for a new episode, okay? Alright. So, um, so this time, I went to the movies. I went on $5 Tuesdays, because you already know. Shout out to AMC. I don't got movie money like that still. <laughs> um, $5 Tuesdays. I wore less makeup, so I was prepared. I was hydrated. Um, you know, like, I went at a decent time. And let me tell you, I, it was hard for me to go back to the movie theater to watch it. Just because, not because I didn't want to rewatch it, but because I was like, dang, that's three hours, bruh. I gotta, like, set a whole schedule around that, right? But no, like, this week I went back finally and I saw it again. And well worth it. Well worth it, for sure. Like, I, like, I can't wait to go see it for, like, a third time. Um, as you guys know, I don't watch trailers. And this time around, they showed the Aladdin trailer, which I really hadn't seen. 
And not gonna lie, it looks good, bro. I really, from the pictures I was seeing that, you know, were popping up on my timeline and stuff, I was really, like, not really looking forward to it. Not gonna lie, though. The trailer made it look good. Like, the trailer made me cry. <laughs> like, I was sitting there crying, like, already, like, you know, in my feelings when I heard a whole new world. And I was just like, oh, my God. So, really, the this warmed me up for the rest of the tears that were getting ready to happen during um, Endgame. So, um... I'm going to say, in general, what I like about Endgame is that, um, so with Infinity War, right, it's, it's, it was the setup for Endgame. So, Infinity War, I really liked Infinity War. Um, I liked the ending of Infinity War because it did something that I think a movie had never done to me. And I think, and a lot of people I know feel the same way. It just made you feel incomplete. Like, it just made you feel, like, kind of lost, you know? I think, um, for a lot of, like, the MCU movies, it's like, we've kind of been knowing, like, sort of what's gonna happen in a movie, you know? Like, we know the news, we know the comics, like, we know what to expect, but with, like, Infinity War, at the end, it's like you were lost for the first time in a very long time. Like, where do we go from here? Like, what do you mean this just happened? Like, you know, these people just died. Like, Thanos won. Like, what? Like, it was kind of crazy, mind-blowing. And so, um... You know, what I like about Endgame is that we're picking up after that feeling of, like, feeling lost and helpless. And so, um, at least I went into the movie the very first time feeling like I have no idea what is going to happen in this movie. Like, I have no clue. Like, this is completely new. I have to pay attention. And what I like about the, you know, like, the, like the, the end so the you know these two movies these two last movies together is that at the end of the day it wasn't predictable and i think that nowadays 2019 for a movie to 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 be described as such that's an accomplishment cuz i think you know with a lot of movies in general not just like superhero movies or anything like that or mcu just in general, like, movies have become super predictable. So, it's like, you go and you watch the movie, you can kind of figure out what's going to happen. I could tell you both of these movies kept me on the edge of my freaking seat. Um, you know, like, I really... And also, at least for me, like, knowing kind of, like, this is the end, everything felt so permanent and so real because also that's the other thing with the other movies too, right? It's like they're setting up for the next thing. So you know that this is, won't be the end necessarily or that there's something coming, you know, something coming after that or there's a possibility this person might be back because there's always the next movie, there's always the next phase. 
But with like with Endgame, you don't get that feeling at all. You feel like the the actions, the consequences are super permanent. Um, obviously, in the comic book world, you know, if like you're the type of person that r- reads comic books, you know that there is at least you know I don't know about any indie like comic books or anything like that. But, like, at least with, like, you know, like, DC and Marvel, there's always the possibility that the person is going to come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that's definitely, you know, um, a thing. But with these movies, it felt, everything feels so permanent and so final. So it kind of, like, weighs heavier. And I think that's awesome because not a lot... Like, especially with, like, the franchises, like, not a lot of movies do that anymore. You know what I mean? So, you know, I like the idea. It's that it's kind of, like, the final thing. The final situation. Um, You know, like, we're tying up loose ends. Like, this is it, my dog. We've reached the end of the line. So, um, like, a shout-out to the Russo brothers. Like... If you listened to my last episode, you know I love the Russos. Like, they, I love what they did with Captain America. And, um, it's funny because today I was, like, just re-watching Civil War. And, like, I was, like, crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, the freaking Russo brothers, though. Like, I love them. I'm, like, such a fangirl. Um. So, you know, that all of that being said... I like that in Endgame, we just get straight into it. There's no more setting up. There's no more, like, exposition, per se. It's like, all right, let's get into it. You know, all right, after the snap, what are we doing? What's up? So, and, you know, I really like that. Um, I just want to take this time really quick. I want to talk about, like... um. One of the things that I really liked that I noticed the second time around was like this the the cinematography style. So, um, if you've seen the rest of the MCU movies, like definitely the movies by the Russo brothers, so that would be Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War. Infinity War and Endgame, I don't know if they worked on any other ones, but I know that's the ones that they directed themselves. Um, at least visually, like, their style is a little bit more muted. And that's what I like about, um, their movies is that it's a little bit more grounded, so it feels more real. Um, so, you know, I really like that. Like, it feels super real. Um, and it's funny because, like, the Russo brothers, like, their movies, at least, like, visually tend to be a little darker, like, literally, like, the colors are more muted and toned down, and what I liked is that, like, so when the movie opens up, you know, it's Tony in space with Nebula, and... You know, with, like, the cosmos, you get these bright, beautiful colors. And and it's, like, super distinctive. But that's because it's, like, he's literally out of this world. Like, he's in, like, in a different world right now, a different realm. So he's doing, you know, um, 
something so completely different. So, of course, the color palette is going to reflect that. Um, so, I really liked that. Um, I love their use of light. And I think, so one of the things I didn't notice the first time, so when Captain Marvel comes, you know, to rescue Tony, like, and he definitely looks dead, right? Um, <laughs> which, when the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my god, no way he didn't just die, like, right now. But it's like, you slowly see, like, the reflection of the light on, like, Tony's face. And I love that. Like, it's very subtle. And then it gets, like, a little bit brighter. And, you know, she just looks like this beautiful angel coming from heaven. And, um, I thought that that, that was really cool, you know. Um, and it's, like, in all of that, it, the light represents life. You know what I mean? It, you know, Captain Marvel was coming to, to rescue Tony. Later on, with the snap, the use of light is also, you know, used to represent life on Earth. So, I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> like, it's so crazy how the Russos have turned storytelling and made it their own, right? Um... What other director, what other screenwriter was going to put it in the movie that they killed Thanos 20 minutes into the movie? Let me tell y'all. The first time I saw this movie, I think I like screamed when they killed Thanos because I was like, wait, what? Like, I, like, you know, Thor just goes and beheads him. And he's like, I went for the head. And... But it was, like, so unceremoniously that um, it just, like, kind of catches you off guard. I know for me, personally, it was not, it was so unsatisfying. Like, it's like, he killed them and that, that was it. And I was just like, what? And it, 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 it. So, that whole feeling of unsatisfaction as far as seeing Thanos die at Thor's hands, that kind of, like, made my anxiety during the movie worse. Because I was like, wait a minute, if they just killed off Thanos in the first 20 minutes of this movie, what the F are they going to do for the next two and a half hours? Like, I was just like, what is going to happen? Um... So, yeah, like, so to me, you know, that was just, like, really crazy. Um, can we talk about, like, the Thor visualizer and how strange that was? Like, he's just hanging out, like, in the 2019 season 8 Yeezy collection with his homeless looking shirt and pants like picking fruit and cooking like in the middle of a forest like I don't know very interesting very very interesting aesthetic happening there like I didn't know that like Thanos subscribed to like the hunter gatherer lifestyle but here we are um 
and you know with Thor I think that um that feeling was meant so that we could like empathize with Thor more why did I say that because um you know then they show us they show five years later right and when they show Thor five years later um you know, he's really going through it. And so it's like, maybe he felt that same, like, yeah, he killed Thanos, but he still felt like unsatisfied. Like he didn't have like that closure. You know what I mean? Um, so when it shows like the five years after the snap, you know, um, when Ant-Man comes out of the quantum realm and he's just like, WTF just happened. Um, when he meets up with, like, his daughter, and she's, like, grown, <laughs> that definitely gave me the feels. Um, definitely, like, oh, yeah, one thing I'm, I forgot to mention before, I cried, because I cried, you, as you guys know, I cried a lot during this movie, right? I cried um, when, you know, Tony just freaked out, like, at Cap. And was just like, you weren't there. Like, you told us that, like, we would lose together and you weren't there. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Friends. Um, as you guys know from last episode, that got me. I was like, oh, no. And then, like I said, today I was rewatching Civil War. Oh, my God. And I told you guys about that part. Oh, he's my friend. So were we. Ah! I'm like, oh my god, Tony comes with like the hard hitting lines with Cap. I don't know. It's crazy. So it's crazy. I like the way that they did this movie, bro. Five like they show five years into the future after this snap. So it's not like oh a few days after the snap, a couple of weeks after the snap. Um you know, they go and they, like, take their revenge on Thanos and they, um, they fix it. It's like, no, they have to linger with the consequences. And with the consequences that revenge isn't enough is what it comes down to, which I, like, just thought about. Like, revenge is not enough to fill you. Like, revenge is not going to make you feel better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that person's dead. That doesn't bring back any of the other people, though. So, I mean, I don't know. Crazy things to think about. Like, you know, like, we like we see, you know, them dealing with, like, that helplessness that is left. Um... I like that, you know, it's like you see, like, Natasha, like, kind of, like, trying to, like, you know, keep it together. I like that in this movie, they did not, they were not super concerned with, like, physical fan service. What do I mean by that? They were not concerned with, like... I mean, this movie was super, like, all fan service, but not, they were not conserved with, like, fan service of the eye. I like that with this movie, you see, like, a disheveled 
like Natasha, like a disheveled black widow who looks a mess. You know what I mean? Like, I like that a lot because we're very used to seeing her very put together, holding it down. And so it's like, that's what she's trying to do in this movie. She's like trying to hold it down. But, you know, you see like the, the definitely those feelings um bubbling to the surface. Um, same thing with Thor. So, uh, now I'm going to come back to Thor. But same thing with Thor. Like, you know, we're used to seeing him, like, you know, ripped, beautiful, Karen's Hemsworth. And then, um, you know, he just presents in a different way. Um, Clint <laughs> has gone rogue and is the Ronin now. Which, you know, like, super interesting. Um... And, you know, like, not still being concerned about him and all of that. Um, we see Captain is, like, running the therapy group. You know, kind of, like, similar to, um... Or not similar, but basically doing the same thing that Sam was doing before he was doing, like, the therapy group. You know, um... You know, for, like, the vets. And so, Cap is running a therapy group for, like, survivors, you know... And so it's interesting, right? Because that therapy group part made me cry because, and I didn't think about it the first time because, look, the first time I went to go see the movie, I was just, like, absorbing it all. Like, it was, like, so much. So there were definitely, like, some subtleties, like, that I didn't catch. But this time around when I went, um, you know, Cap said, you know, like, this guy went down in the ice 90 years ago or whatever, and he came out a different person, and now whatever, he has to live with that, and I thought about it, and I was like, wow, and I'm like, maybe people, other people have noticed this, and I'm late, but, like, I thought about it, like, how Cap is, like, literally just, like, not even so much a metaphor, like, literal, like, representation of, like, soldiers and vets. Like, he was someone who was about his duty, going for his country. He went into the ice. So, like, like an allegory for, like, going into the service, right? He spent all his time here, and then he came out a different person. And, because, you know, um, a lot of people who go to the military, and I say it from experience, because my brother's in the military, like, you go into the military... And then you come out on the other side a different person. Like, I mean, how can you not? It, you know, if you're, like, being deployed and stuff. So, and, and like, it just, like, that boggled my mind. Because I was like, it's true. Like, you know, it's, like, it, it it's the allegory of the vet. Like, you go in, you come back out a different person. You're, you think you're going to find the world the same way as you left it. But then you find, like, the world's completely changed. Like, your friends may not be there anymore. You know, they may have moved on to... Like, the world has moved on almost without you, I guess, kind of. Is what I think um, people feel. Um, so then you have to, like, adjust. And, and you know, if you spent so much of your time following orders and all of that... Then it's like, okay, so what now? 
So that's what Cap is going through in his whole arc, like character development, and that's what like the vets go through. So that 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 blew my mind, totally blew my mind. Um, so yeah, thanks to like Sipon, right? But then we see that Tony has gotten like the best case scenario in this whole thing. Um. You know, he has, I guess he got married to, to Pepper, but he definitely has, like, a baby with her. And, you know, they have, like, their nice little, like, house cabin in the woods, and they're, and he's living, like, a peaceful life, right? And then, um, you know, when, um, after Ant-Man comes out of the quantum realm and goes and pitches the idea of, like, time travel to the event to the remaining Avengers and they go and like they want to like talk to Tony about it because you know he's like their bright one of their brightest minds who could figure it out and Tony's like no <laughs> I can't give up what I have which is like okay wow crazy but then you know he can't stop thinking about it and then he Oh my god, when he pulls out that picture of um him and, and Peter Parker, I cried. <laughs> I was like, Peter. And then he's just like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so well. I'm like, ah! So, um, you know, like you can see like Tony's like definitely not over it, you know? Um... And so, you know, when he's talking to to Pepper about it, like, he said, like, oh, you know, we could just, I could just scrap this and go to sleep. And she was like, well, will you be able to rest? And I was like, dang, yo. Dang. Dang. Because that's always been, like, Tony's thing. Right? So, you know, she... And she knows him. So, she's like, you're not going to be able to let it go like that. So, yeah. You know, like, oof. And then, of course, when you watch it the second time. And you realize she says that. Like, will you be able to rest? And then you then you cry. Because of the ending. You're just like, I hate my life officially. Um, can we talk about, like, Gwyneth Paltrow playing herself... <laughs> reading about composting. I'm just like, oh my god, is she reading a goop book though? Probably. The answer is probably. Um let's talk about the time travel though. So like I said in the last episode, I what I like about how they have created the MCU is that they kinda did it like in layers. You know, they started off with, okay, Tony has, like, a special suit. Like, you know, that gives him the ability to, you know, have weapons, whatever. Um, You know, then, depending on how, depending on where you put the, th- the, the Hulk movie into, like, the timeline, then you have people with, like, heightened abilities so you've got you know the captain america you've got the 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 hulk who 
you know, people who were not born that way, but given these abilities, right? Then you go into, okay, well, you've got straight up a deity from another realm, you know? And then you go to, okay, well, there's these, like, you know, there's there, there's space out there. There's people coming from space, you know? And these, like, space monsters. Then you go to, okay, well, on top of that, there's also, like, the magic realm. Like, where, you know, there's people who can, like, practice magic. And then you go to, then, you know, I feel like, like, so the universe was, like, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, like, that's when you start, like, that's when the characters start realizing, like, this is so much bigger than we ever anticipated, right? Um, and then really time travel was the missing piece. Uh, those of us who read the comics, we know time travel's a thing. So it was a matter of a time before, haha, <laughs> no pun intended. It was a matter of a time before time travel was introduced. And I thought this was like a brilliant way to bring it back to time travel so I thought that was really cool um and then if you look at it you know all of these things that make up like the Marvel universe are reflected in the infinity stones so it would make sense that the infinity stones are so powerful and so um important like you know to to someone like Thanos because if not he's not going to be able to defeat all these people because, like, really, Thanos without the Infinity Stones, like, yes, he's powerful, but, I mean, what is he without the Infinity Stones and without his army, besides just very strong and, like, brutal? So he he needs to be able to, like, defeat the, you know, have control of these different dimensions because the Avengers are made up of so many like different and like dynamic characters and and represent different parts of like the world and the universe that like he would have been defeated without that and without like an army you know what i mean um i don't know if that sounded like way too convoluted but you guys know what i mean um and i love how like essentially like the Russos are just like, okay, and before these fanboys start trying to, like, before, like, the fanboys try to, like, start finding the plot holes in, like, the time travel, let, let's shut it down. It just by generalizing and being like, hey, whatever you thought it was, it's not. This is not Back to the Future. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, time travel always makes for fun hijinks you know we got to see like different angles of like the past movies i like that they went back to avengers time um like i love that you you see cap fighting himself and and you get to see kind of like that character change like even he's annoyed with himself he's like oh my god i was the worst like I was so annoying um the whole hail hydra thing like I saw a meme where it was like oh when you've already like passed that level 
so you know how no what was the meme like oh you've already like played this level so you know how to beat it or whatever and you know it's cap saying hail hydra to to the people in the elevator like you think it's about to be another elevator showdown you know and then so i was like oh my god that's cool you know nod to the comics when cap was like a hydra agent or whatever so that was cool um man so when they got ready to time travel though (sighs) the second time around when you catch Nat and she's just like see you in a minute I'm just like oh I like teared up because I was like oh my god no we won't <laughs> um man when her and Clint went to to Vyomir or whatever it's called to get the soul stone <sighs> I was just like oh no this is not good and, like, you could, like, really, I love seeing, like, that, like, brother-sisterly love between, like, Nat and Clint. And then the fact that they were just fighting to see who's going to sacrifice themselves. I'm like, oh, my God, no. So, I, like, I was just super anxious. And then, then they, when they, killed, when they actually killed Black Widow, I was surprised. Not going to lie. I thought they were going to bring her back up after the snap. So I was very surprised at that direction that they took that risk for sure. Like, I was definitely, like I said, super surprised. I I didn't think they would actually do it. And then we got to see Fat Thor going back in time to the days of like the dark world which were like oh my god they actually talked they referenced that movie but okay and then so my thing with fat Thor, apparently people really don't like fat Thor, and people have a problem with it and or but from both sides like a people like i guess people just didn't like fat Thor on the superficial level there were people there was like the sjw side like people being like why are you using fat thor as like a joke and it's like not really i don't know i guess if you if i was in a depression and drinking beer all day and eating like crap and staying home i would gain weight too so yeah it makes sense thor and his mom definitely made me cry of course um but I like that it gave him, like, a sense of closure. Because definitely we all know that when Thor's mom died, first of all, like, that sent Loki off the deep end. That sent, you know, Thor off the deep end, too. Like, everybody was, like, really affected. Um, and side note about the Dark World, when when... To me, the most memorable and, like, the most telling scene of that movie is when his mom dies and he goes to tell Loki and Loki's like, okay, whatever, that's not even my real mom. But then when Thor leaves, he lets down the illusion and you see, like, he, like, everything's torn up and he's, like, all, like, looking like crap. Like, yo, like, what he's really feeling, I was like, yo... That goes too hard right now. 
but um that's like the only thing I really liked from that movie that I remember really liking um but like that it gave him like closure talking to his mom and it motivated him you know she's just like hey man you gotta fail and you'll figure it out it's okay be who you are and so he was like you know because that's kind of been like Thor's struggle so he's like yeah I'm gonna be who I am I'm powerful and I loved seeing like his sincere joy like the sincere joy when he like you know called for like meow meow <laughs> meow meow and meow meow gets to him and he and like he's like surprised because he's like I and he it's like an affirmation for him that he's like still worthy and so I thought that was beautiful and then that also reminded me I'm like right because at one point he wasn't worthy so like you know like that that's cool um man Tony going back in time and bonding with his dad made me cry I, I'm telling you guys, I cried a lot. <laughs> um, I like that it gave Tony that closure with his dad. Because that was really like his complejo, you know what I mean? Like he had a complex over that. But and just the simple fact that it was him and his dad bonding over fatherhood. That was just, like, powerful. And he was like, oh, you know, like, I felt like my dad was too hard on me. But now I see, like, he was just doing his best. Oh, in my feelings. So, you know, I really like that. And I like that in this particular time, you know, Tony went back in time with, with, like, with Steve. And so, like, even though Steve wasn't in his business, like, Steve was around and Steve was there. So, that's significant because it's, like, you know, though this is the way I see it. And this is me connecting it, like, today after I watched Civil War. I'm, like, this is, to me, it means a lot because it's kind of, like, wow. Tony felt like, dang, you, you, you did me wrong keeping in information about, like, my parents. You know, and you weren't there for me and all of this stuff. But now, like, Steve is there. You know what I mean? And so, it's not going to make up for, like, what happened in the past. But, like, he's there. And I thought that was beautiful. Like, they, the, they really did well with this time travel thing, bro. Like, I really loved it. And then, you know, they go back. They have, they go back into, um, so they, they're able to collect all of the infinity stones and they go back to the present time. But then, um, you know, for those of you who've seen it, as we know, like, like Thanos, like, ends up finding out what's, to the past Thanos ends up finding out what's happening. And then, um, through, with like the help of past Nebula, he's able to come into the future and wreak, wreak havoc. Um, Nebula's another one. Wow. Like, I did not expect that much character development or that much of a character art from Nebula of all people. And yo, they really, they made it work. 
stay I really I really like it definitely like a different direction than most people would have gone in um one thing about like this part so at this point in the movie right so they <laughs> these people take you on like a roller coaster of emotion because it's like you feel helpless at first but then you start feeling some hope because you're like okay they came up with the plan they're doing it like yeah things kind of didn't go totally as planned but they're getting it done but then you see that Thanos finds out and Thanos comes to the future and he's doing all of these things and you're like wait a minute is this one of those like it doesn't matter what you do the past is still gonna like or the the present or the future is still gonna happen the way it's supposed to happen so is Thanos still gonna win in the end because that's what it starts looking like right so needless to say I was very anxious the entire movie like even the second time I was just like oh my god oh my god um so it was kind of like super crazy like so you can imagine the first time I told you guys I was like like that movie dude it was hot I was sweating my face was like covered in tears and sweat and it was really weird and I was like there's a lot happening I need water like <laughs> um so when Thanos comes through with his like his ship and starts attacking like the Avengers compound it just like as soon as he started attacking it and like you see like um I guess that's like what the Potomac or like the Chesapeake I don't know whatever body of water that is by the Avengers compound I don't know where that thing is anyways um oh no upstate New York right I don't know whatever river water lake is next to that like and the water starts like kind of gushing through whatever because of like the destruction I like it totally reminded me of Iron Man 3 when um mandarin like goes and like starts like shooting up tony's place and like it falls into the water like that's exactly what this felt like so i thought that was like a really cool callback um and hey if a movie makes you feel these things i i to me that's a good movie because boy did that water make me feel anxious Rhodey being kind of like trapped made me feel anxious like I was like oh my god is he okay is he okay and then Thanos just sat down and waited for them and I was like man you arrogant SOB bruh and then I like it cause like Thor I guess like realized like hey man this is my time so you know he got ready he as uh, he he summoned his his electric powers, did his hair, put on his suit, and I like that you know he put on his big his big people suit, cause big people can fight too. He's not even that big, but bigger people can fight too. And he's ready to roll. And like it's crazy because like I love like this. The, the the third act was just insane. Sorry for all this noise. Wow. Getting comfortable. But like, I love that the third act boils down to like the three to so so Steve, Cap, 
and um Tony Steve Cap and Tony wow Thor Cap and Tony fighting Thanos because they're you know like Rocket um um Hawkeye Hulk Ant-Man they're like trapped under like the rubble of this like of the compound and they're trying to get out and and so I love that the three of them take on Thanos knowing that they could lose like taking on Thanos with less people than they did the first time but they're like hey we gotta do it um Thor coming in with Meow Meow and Stormbreaker at the same time I'm like I love it that's like taking a gun and a machete like to a fight so I really loved it and then but then you you see Thanos just taking them down too easily and you're like gosh darn it but then you think about it, and it's like, well, it's theoretically Than a younger Thanos, a younger, maybe stronger Thanos, um, and you have like older, already like strung out and tired heroes. So I guess it makes sense. And then you effing here, so like you know, Thanos is like trying to like take. Stormbreaker to Thor's chest and <laughs> and then you know you're like thinking like he's gonna kill Thor but then you hear like Mjolnir right I feel so stupid for not being able to say his, his name right but Mjolnir meow, meow. I like Mjolnir meow, meow. Meow, meow. and you're like oh my god he's calling Mjolnir meow, meow. but then you get the coolest shot probably in the entire movie. Cap jumps up and catches Meow Meow and bam up. No. Let me tell y'all there was so much hoot and hollering in that theater when that happened. I was like, yes. Yeah, boy. Like, and it wasn't just me. I, it was like everybody. Everybody was like, oh my God, it happened. And then I love, 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 love this look on Thor's face. And he's like, I knew it. And, like, I love that. I love that. Because if you remember back to Age of Ultron, of course, you know, when they're trying to pull up Thor's hammer and Cap kind of, like, moves it. Thor looked worried and he was like okay good he's not worthy but then I love how by like you know this movie he's ex- he's genuinely excited and happy that like Cap is actually worthy of wielding Nyanya so I love that and then man and then this is where the movie order gets jumbled in my head because there was just so much happening. So there's probably things that happen in the wrong, in a different order than what I talk about it in. Honestly, whatever. <laughs> Go watch the movie. Um, yeah, man. And when Cat and Cap was going in with Meow Meow. And I was like, what? And then like he tried his gosh darnest to fight Thanos when everybody else was down on the count. But man, he really, he couldn't. And then you, and then, oh, because then there was that one part where, like, you really thought Thanos was going to, like, you know, do the thing. Like, I, and, okay, sorry. Back up. Comic book shot, 
def so I know last time I said oh there's no comic book shots I couldn't see them through my tears that was the problem but like definitely um like when you hear like Cap do you read me and like oh my god you hear Sam on the radio and then he's just like on your left and and then, okay, sorry, wait, wait, hold on, sorry, I was talking about the comic book shot, so when you see Cap just walking up to, like, Thanos, I like that shot, like, you just see Cap, you see the sun with, like, the clouds in the background, you see Thanos, like, you see the battlefield, like, it looks super, super cool, um, but yeah, like, when you see, when you, when you hear Sam on the radio, and then, I'm not gonna lie, like, oh my god, and I'm, like, tearing up thinking about it now, when the portal opened, and then you see, you see, um, freaking T'Challa, and Okoye, and Shuri, and the Wakandans, I was like, first of all, of course, yes, they're the first ones to come out, thank you, <laughs> but they came out, and you see the Wakandans, and, like, oh my gosh, wow, I'm, like, legit, like, like, really emotional about it. And then everybody starts coming out of the portals, and you're like, oh my god, they're all here. Oh, wait, that's right, I forgot, because the reason they're all there is because Thor was able to put on the gauntlet when they had the stones before Thanos showed up and did a snap. Forgot about that. Um... But yeah, man, when I raise her, like, coming out of the portals, and, like, and then Sam comes through on the, riding on the spirit of friendship, on the wind of friendship, and he's, like, soaring through with the wings, and I'm like, oh my god, I love him, and, like, it was, like, so super emotional, so you can imagine, I definitely was crying during that part, and... Then, you know, at some point, Captain Marvel shows up. Um, like I said, I'm probably saying a lot of things out of order. Don't blame me. I'm, I'm an old person. Not really. But, um, I have terrible memory. So, this is very difficult (laughs) to do off memory. Um, but yeah, you know, Captain Marvel comes through, like, for the win. And, so, let me think. Um, for this movie, my only criticism was their total misuse of, like, Captain Marvel. Um, and I think I mentioned this before, like, you know, the fact that they built her up so, and then she just kind of, I don't know, teetered out. She wasn't really all that, like, useful. I'm, okay, granted, she destroyed the ship, blah, 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 but against Thanos particularly Thanos is like physical person she was not that 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 much help well you know what no I lied she would I guess she was helpful you know that was the reason why Tony was able to get the stones kind of so I don't know I don't know whatever I have mixed feelings about how to use Captain Marvel in the in Endgame that's it 
Of course, we can't ignore the shot, the Ladies of Marvel shot, which I loved. I know some people were like, oh, they were pandering. It was just a shot. They should have done more. And it's like, yes, I understand. I understand. I understand where people are coming from on that. But I don't know. This time I'm taking it as face at face value, which is I loved it. I love how they were like, don't worry. She's got us or he's got us or whatever was it. They, they have us. And, you know, all the ladies come through, you know, showing out. Um, Cap shield breaking. Crazy, right? So it's funny because, like, I, as you guys know, I never saw the trailer. And so finally, like, someone mentioned, like, man, in the trailer, they really built it up. Like, Cap was the one who's going to die. And and I saw the trailer the other day, and I was like, oh, I could see how that would have been a thing. Like, that would have made sense based on the trailer. But okay. Um, but yeah, like, when Cap's, when Cap's shield broke, I was just kind of like, the shield? What is he gonna do now? Um, bro, and when he gets up and he's, like, gritting his teeth and, and you think he's gonna be like, I can do this all day, but he doesn't say it, but you know he's thinking it, and he's just, like, ready to punch his way out, like, of Thanos, and then I'm just like, and I, if I remember correctly, no, never mind. I'm not even going to say that. Um, I was going to say, I think that's the part where he's, like, like standing up to Thanos. But it's not, it's not, it's not. But, you know, like, that's what I love about Cap, right? Is that Cap will just, like, keep going. Like, and it's funny, because um, in that part where he's, like, doing, like, kind of hand-to-hand, weapon-to-weapon, if you will with Thanos, and Thanos, like, cuts down his leg, and you could see, like, damn, Cap is really, like, in pain, and you really feel, you start getting anxiety like me, where you really feel like Cap is about to die or something. Um, it's crazy, because, like, it makes me think of, like, Wonder Woman, right? Like, so, I am of the very strong belief that Wonder Woman and Captain America are the same person. Hear me out. So, like, with both Captain America and Wonder Woman, they are just, like, pure fighters of justice. They just want, like, the purest sense of, like, justice. The only thing, the only difference with Captain America is that, I guess, his is, like, backed up with, like, that, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, because that's what America stands for, ideology, and Wonder Woman's more on, like, this whole, like, humanity ideology, but same, same concept, of like purity and justice and truth and whatever and standing up to believe and all of that but so you know he gets cut like like everyone knows at least in MCU I actually don't know in the comics but in the MCU cap his weakness is his legs like you have to you have to get his you have to cut him down you gotta like tie his legs do what you gotta do but you have to get him off his feet because when you get him off his feet, he can't keep fighting. It's the same thing with Wonder Woman. With Wonder Woman, you know, one of her weaknesses is like if she's bound, 
which I know that has something to do with like uh like bondage like BDSM but like the origins of that but I don't know enough to speak on that but that's what I understand anyways <laughs> but basically you know that's like her that's her weakness is to be bound because if she is bound like if her legs and her arms are bound she can't put up the fight she cannot fight right so um it's the same thing with cap bro that's why they always go after his legs because then he can't stand up to keep fighting and and you know that's where his uh whole i can do this all day comes from too and it's funny because like so wonder woman there's like this one dc dcu animated um movie not dcu dc animated film um it's like justice league doom i believe it's called and that movie's really good because basically it's like the justice league is being taken out by their own by their weaknesses like someone is coming after them on their weaknesses right and wonder woman's weakness is basically um i want i forgot who she's fighting to be honest but she's fighting someone but it's an illusion right so it's an illusion of that villain and it keep and the villain just keeps moving around but it's not really the villain right and wonder woman just keeps fighting keeps fighting keeps fighting and basically they're wearing her down because wonder woman's thing is that she is going to keep on going same thing with captain america so that's my theory anyways um come back another time where i could tell you about how captain america tell you more about how captain america and wonder woman are the same person um iron pepper brah speaking of strong ladies i don't know what the real name of her suit is iron pepper bro valkyrie on that pegasus though okay um so many things in this movie guys like i'm really trying to remember everything oh yeah dr strange let's talk about dr strange um first i love that we get more action out of dr strange like more we see more of his capabilities in a tangible way right because i think with dr strange like and with this whole time stone thing or whatever i think it's like we're kind of like we believe that he's powerful you know what i mean like you have to suspend the disbelief that he's powerful but i like that we get to see him you know like hold back the water because it's like you see it his power come to life in like a physical way so that's cool yo but when tony was like oh isn't this like the one where we all survive or something like whatever line he said about oh is this like where we all survive or like what i don't know whatever he asks call back to infinity war when he asks about the possibility of survival and then dr strange looks at him bro and you see that dr strange is trying not like he's like oh he says you know Oh, if I tell you that, it won't happen. And then I don't know what Tony said to him. And then Doctor Strange just looks at Tony and he just holds up one. And Tony, it's like, he knows what to do, I guess. 
and then so that's this is where Captain Marvel is helpful <laughs> Captain Marvel is like trying to like you know open his hand because at this point um Thanos got the gauntlet with the infinity stones so Captain Marvel is trying to like hold like break open his hand or hold open his hand so that he can't snap um And then, like, I don't know what what Thanos did. I guess he threw Captain Marvel to the side. And then you... Like, mind you, the whole time in this movie, even the second time I saw it, I was super stressed out. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. What's gonna happen? And I was freaking stressed out, bro. And, um... Mind you, let me remind you guys that the first time I went to go see this movie, remember, the AC in the theater wasn't working. So I was sweaty from the AC, from, from being hot, but I was also crying a lot of the movie, but also sweating out of anxiety. So it was just, it was really disgusting. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, But yeah, bro, and then, you know, like, Thanos throws everyone who's on him off, and Thanos goes to, like, do the snap, and it doesn't do anything. And when he looks down, the stones are gone. And then you go and look, and you see Tony wield- Oh my god, I'm, like, getting emotional. You see Tony wielding the gauntlet with the stones, and you're like, oh shit. And, and, you know, I love what they did, um, where, you know, he is about to snap and he says, I am Iron Man. And he doesn't snap, bro. Oh my God. Um, and he does the snap and everything, you know, fades away into dust. Like all of Thanos' cronies, all the armies that they're fighting. And then I love that Thanos dies unceremoniously again. He doesn't have a last line, no last words, nothing. And, um, and you know, when he dies, he just kind of like sits down again to wait his first fate. And yo, like, it was crazy, super crazy, but it didn't feel anticlimactic if that makes any sense so I really like the way they did that um what I like about the I am Iron Man line I like the story behind it because I've been listening to like different interviews interviews and stuff and it's funny because the Russos you know they they've been talking about how that was like a very last minute change that they did like um yeah, like, I think they were already editing the movie, and but they didn't like, kind of, how it ended, because, like, Tony, like, didn't say anything or something like that, and then the editor, who apparently has been editing, like, a lot of the Marvel movies, he was like, hey, what if Tony says, I am Iron Man, and they were like, oh my god, that's perfect, and they called, um, Robert Downey Jr., and they had to, like, convince him to come reshoot and do that scene, and so I thought that was really cool. I really like the story behind it too. Um, as we all know, the gauntlet, you know, it it wielded so much power, and we saw even how the Hulk was down for the count after the snap, and so you can imagine what kind of power it had on Tony, and so Tony's like, you know, 
um, severely injured. And you and you see, like, he's not moving. He's not saying anything. He's just kind of like, I think someone described it as, like, catatonic. And I was like, yeah, that's, like a, that's a good word. And so you just kind of know. And then Peter goes and he's like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, we did it. We did it. You know, like, and he's, like, all emotional. Like, super Simba Mufasa vibes, by the way. <laughs> oh my god I laugh to keep from crying oh, I'm gonna cry anyways <laughs> um, but then Pepper comes and you know she looks at him and she's just like you can rest now oh my god I laughed it I was already crying but I was like sobbing like silently but sobbing and bro let me tell you something because I think in that part of the movie it gets very silent like the movie is very silent and you could hear even when I went the second time to watch it you could hear people crying like it was serious bro and then Tony passes and you're just like I don't even know what the hell to do with my life no more (laughs) <laughs> what do I do now? Uh, but um, you know, like then you, of course, you know everything ends. They have the funeral. The funeral was like, I liked that the the funeral was very low key, but had everyone that they needed there, like. Even though, you know, it's like Tony Stark, like super, you know, Tony Stark, Tony Stark is Tony Stark, but I like that the funeral was like a very like private low key thing. Like it was very, you know, the opposite of Tony. <laughs> um, Morgan and the cheeseburgers and then, you know, Happy's like, I'll get you your dad like cheeseburgers and you can have all the cheeseburgers you want. I'm like... And it's crazy um, when you, like, okay, no. I just thought about something. I'm going to save that. I'm going to bring that. I'm going to come back to that point later. So after the funeral, you know, they show Cap. He's the one who's about to go back and put the stones in each of their places in time. Um, and But it's not supposed to take longer than, like, you know, a few seconds. But, you know, he's gone. And they're like, where is he? he was supposed to come back so it's you know it's it's hulk sam and bucky waiting for 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 steve and then they look off into you know like you know another area where they are the forest and they see like a a a, a person sitting down and when you get close you see that it's like old timey steve oh my god <laughs> You know, he's, like, his real age, I guess. And, um, and you're, like, oh, my God, Steve. And he was, like, hey, like, sorry, like, I had to just, sorry, it took longer than I was supposed to or whatever. And, um, you know, they make it evident that, like, he, 
he went back and lived his life with Peggy. And then I love how, like, they kind of, like, flashed his wedding ring. Because I saw that. I was like, ooh. But then I love how they're, like, in case you missed it, like, Captain America uh, (laughs) wedding ring pose. Like, they really, like, flash it in your face, right? And, um, Sam is the one who goes and talks to Cap and, uh, and Cap, and he's like, oh, do you want me, do you want to tell me about her? And Cap was like, you know what? I would, whatever what he said. He said something along the lines of no, <laughs> in a nice way. And I really like that, like, I would prefer not, you know, like Bartleby. Um, Bartleby by that guy who wrote Moby Dick. Read it. You'll know what I mean. Literature reference. Um, <laughs> I prefer not. And then, it, which was a beautiful thing, because it's like, Captain America, you know, gave his life in service, right? In service to his country, in service to his teammates. He, and, and he ended up giving up his entire life, you know what I mean? And so, it was beautiful to see that he kept something for himself, you know what I mean? And then, you know, he proceeded to pass the torch to Sam which was beautiful so I guess that means Bucky becomes a white wolf um and another point to say about like you know Captain America and his decision it's really crazy to see um I mean I think all of our characters had really good character arcs But if you want to, like, to me, it's so significant that, um, that both, you know, Steve and Tony got such amazing character arcs, such amazing, like, character developments throughout this whole, like, um, you know, saga. And then, um, you know, they both had their end in the movies, which is interesting because I think if we would have had to put predictions, it would have been the opposite. Like, Steve, like, Tony would have retired, Steve would have died, and so I think that was, like, really cool that they kind of, um, as the, the phrase, the famous, the now famous phrase says, goes, subvert expectations. (laughs) Um, you know, they got really creative about how they did the ending, and um, and you know, because like Steven and Tony are like the opposites and they did the inverse as far as like character developments, like Tony started off as like super selfish, um, arrogant, well, I mean, still a little bit arrogant by the time he died, but super selfish person who didn't care about anybody else and turned into the person that Cap never thought he would be. Cause Cap said it in Avengers, right? He was like... You're not the one to... What was it? You're not the guy to make, like, the sacrifice play. Like, you know, saying, like, you're not the one... Like, he basically telling Tony, calling him out and being like, you're doing it for show. Like, you don't care. And so... So, it's kind of crazy to see how far we've come, right? Because at the end, he made the sacrifice play. He laid his life down for his friends. <laughs> Friendship is magic. Um, and then, you know, you have Steve, who's so selfless that he is not enjoying anything himself, who's so selfless and so about following orders 
and and you know and like service and 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 authority like following authority and then he turns into someone who who does something for himself and enjoys his life and lives his life and I think that's super beautiful it was something that both of them you know um needed to benefit like to really like you know have like a really good story arc um they both need to grow in their way in their own ways so I think that's like really cool and it's like a really cool to also um it's a really cool example of how people grow in different ways and that's okay and like I love (laughs) you guys know I love Steve and Tony's friendship I'm so happy they squashed their beef because they had like they had a rough friendship you know from the start but you know they like really loved each other and I think that's what counts and they really cared about each other even when they did disagree so I love that and then you know like so you know Steve passes the torch to Sam and then they show like a little part of um like the ending scene is like they just show like a little house and you hear like music and then you look and it's Steve dancing with Peggy and he kisses her and I'm like ah! I'm okay um some of you guys may remember like may have recognized the song that's the same song right that was playing in Winter Soldier uh, that time that, like, Steve walked into his apartment and, like, you know, Nick Fury was sitting there and there was, like, a song playing, like, blaring. It's the same song. And so, why do I remember that? Because Winter Soldier is, like, my favorite movie. <laughs> um, I definitely caught that. I was like, oh, hey, that's beautiful. And, you know, like, the song, like, you know, it's been a long, long time. And... One thing I didn't know until, like, you know, after I saw the movie was that that song, you know, it came out, I believe, in 45. And that w- that song was kind of like the anthem of, like, the end of World War Two, which I thought was beautiful. Which, oh my god, I'm, like, getting emotional again. Um, which I thought was beautiful. Like, you know, it's the end of the war for Steve it's the end like you know he can come home now um it's the end of like the avengers war against like during this like this whole thanos thing um it's it's ironic that this song was kind of used at the beginning of like steve's war before he ever like realized like really what was happening right and so i thought that was like really beautiful um i mean i can't give this movie praise enough I loved it. I can't wait to watch it a third time. <laughs> um, definitely gonna make it happen. You already know, five dollar Tuesdays. <laughs> like, if for some reason you haven't seen the movie and you sat through this whole like podcast, go watch the movie for sure. Um, what else can I tell you guys? Um. Let me know your thoughts on the movie. I'd be, I'd, I'd love to know what you guys think. 
Um, also, let me know what you guys think about the sound. I'm, like, trying different things, you know, because I'm hunting for a microphone. But in the meanwhile, I got to figure something out with this sound. So, let me guys know what you think about the sound. Let me guys know. Um, let me guys know. <laughs> let me know what you guys um thought about the movie where does you know the mcu go from here did you like the ending was it what you expected um oh yeah the end credits okay so i loved the end credits because um so you know they show like all the end credits which i i love how like freaking this movie was just stacked with like amazing actors and actresses and then I liked that for like the core Avengers, they did like the thing where like they show like the event like that person, and then it was like their signature, and I was like, um, even that made me cry. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's ending. So, um, cause that's what I cry about in movies. Like when I know a movie's ending and then that's it. I I be uh, I'll cry just cause the movie's ending. I'm like, oh my god, there's no more movie to watch. Um, but yes, I thought that was, like, a really cool, like, nice, like, touch that they did for the fan. Like, the movie was beautiful, to say the least. So, yeah, guys, hit me up on Instagram, on Snapchat, um, and let me know your thoughts. Thank you guys for joining me, as always. I know these episodes have been long lately. Don't worry, soon enough, they're gonna go back to normal episode length. Until then, see you guys.